Okay, version two, Stinson Airport Tragedy. At 55th Street and East Avenue in suburban McCook, Illinois, where Joliet Road and the former U.S. Route 66 detour around the remains of a quarry, the ghost of an airport lingers from the early days of aviation, excavated out of existence, but not completely forgotten. Historic Route 66 once bisected that quarry, but years before that, Joliet Road passed along the southern edge of an airfield. Stinson Airport was a small, general aviation field, used mostly by private pilots, located in what was then considered LaGrange, Illinois. Stinson was one of several small airfields that dotted the outskirts of Chicago during the 1920s through 1950s. It opened with two grass runways sometime during the 1920s, but the exact date is long forgotten. For most of its life, Stinson Airport was busy enough and unremarkable, serving professional pilots and airplane enthusiasts. But one summer's day in 1930 brought the most unwelcome form of notoriety. What began as a stunt by a spoiled little rich girl ended in death. Had it not involved a fatality, it would have been grist for a screwball comedy of the decade. But someone did die, and it was anything but funny. 19-year-old socialite madcap Mary Farney was both wealthy and adventurous. Dismissing the plainness of her own first name, she spelled it M-E-R-R-Y, as in Merry Christmas, and cultivated an image of wild fun and risk-taking. She was known to newspapers and gossip mongers variously as the cough drop heiress or the cough syrup heiress. The granddaughter of patent medicine king Peter Farney whose company made tonics and herbal remedies. Mary was still shy of her 20th birthday when she inherited millions earlier that year from her grandfather's estate. In theory, it made her a great catch for whichever ambitious man could corral her. However, she was already well-schooled in spending money. Mary had learned to fly several years earlier. Back then, at the start of the Great Depression, flying was an endeavor only for the rich or for those who could make a profit from it. For Mary Farney, it was sport. Not unlike marriage would be later on. Among the services offered to aviators and non-flyers at Stinson Airport was instruction in parachuting for beginners. Madcap Mary took it into her head to learn skydiving. On July 6, 1930, she headed out to Stinson Airport that sunny midsummer day would mark her first skydive. She took off in an airplane piloted by L.F. Klein, but the record makes no mention of anyone accompanying her. Did she decline the help of an instructor that day, or did no one offer to accompany her and check out her gear as the plane rose into the air? Was there even an instructor available that day? The news reports didn't say. What they did say was that the aircraft departed Stinson without incident. When the plane reached an altitude of 1,000 feet, Mary Farney prepared to dive. When she jumped, however, her parachute got tangled on the plane's wing. She was left hanging beneath the plane, unable to free her chute. Klein, the pilot, immediately saw her situation but couldn't do anything except circle the field. Hundreds of onlookers gathered around the airport and gaped at the sight of the dangling woman. Two other pilots happened to be at Stinson that day, Charles Bud Geiger and Bruno Schustek. Geiger was a local pilot. 
Schustek had flown for the German military and was now a member of the Illinois Glider Association. Without any standardized procedures to guide them, the two men set about concocting a mid-air rescue strategy. Their plan was simple, but dangerous. Geiger would pilot the plane, and Schustek would crawl out of the plane, down a rope, and attempt to free Mary's parachute. There was as much risk to Schustek hanging from that rope as there was for Farney dangling from the wing, but no one else had a better idea. Jumping into a plane, the two men sped into the air. Geiger carefully maneuvered his craft into position above Klein's plane. Schustick then lowered himself on a knotted rope to Farney's side. At this point, both were hanging about 600 feet above the ground. The crowd below watched, mesmerized. Accounts differ at this point. No one knows exactly how long it took or just how it happened, but Farney's parachute was freed and she dropped safely toward the ground. Some reports suggested that the parachute freed itself. Others said Schustek managed to detach it. However it happened, with Mary Farney now parachuting to Earth, Schustek tried to climb back up to his own craft. But he had been exhausted by his efforts and instead slipped and fell 600 feet to his death in front of horrified onlookers. The official cause of death was a fractured skull. The proximate cause was Schustek's inexperience in such a rescue and the lack of appropriate equipment, such as a secure harness to keep him safe while he hung suspended in midair. But the real cause was Mary Farney's foolishness in attempting a first dive alone, without someone experienced who would have checked out her chute, told her exactly when and how to jump, and when to pull the cord. As it was, since her chute caught on the wing, she might have pulled the cord too soon. Upon reaching the ground, Madcap Mary Farney's first words reportedly were, wasn't it all just too thrilling? There is no evidence as to whether her clueless remark preceded or followed her rescuer's fall to his death, or whether she ever expressed any gratitude. Didn't she realize her mistake? Did her family never demand that she take responsibility for Schustek's death? Hadn't it occurred to her that just nine months into the Depression, with so many people ruined and so many more out of work, her casual treatment of the deadly stunt would go over badly with the public? That they'd see her as just another brat with too much money and too much time on her hands, who made someone else pay the price of her folly? Or didn't she care? If Mary Farney ever had any regrets, they didn't make it into the news. Later that week, Bruno Schustek was buried at Elmlawn Cemetery in suburban Elmhurst. Thirty planes flew overhead in a graveside salute, dropping flowers. Three years later, in 1933, as the Depression worsened, the American Legion and the German Consulate held a second ceremony, which included another overflight and flower drop. At that memorial, a small marker was supposedly placed on his grave. No marker is present today, however, and the cemetery office has no record of a headstone or any other marker ever having been on the grave. Schustek is buried in Section 9, Plot 456, his simple act of heroism nearly forgotten. The newspaper reports also don't say whether Mary Farney ever made it to either of those services.
it wouldn't be the last time that the heiress used really bad judgment. Several years later, she had a romance with a Nazi diplomat and had several so-called passport marriages as part of that pursuit. In all, Mary Farney married and divorced eight times. Her unlucky husbands included couture designer Oleg Cassini, he was her fourth, and Baron Arturo Berlingeri, her third husband, an Italian nobleman whom she sued for divorce following a mere six weeks of marriage. After she fled a Los Angeles hotel hidden in a trunk and leaving behind an unpaid hotel bill. Despite her headline-grabbing youth, by middle age, Mary Farney had fallen into obscurity. She died alone in March 1974. Stinson Airport lasted through the 1950s as its use dwindled. By 1960, the airport was gone, replaced by the Vulcan Materials Quarry that occupies the site today. U.S. Route 66 was decommissioned in the mid-1970s locally, having been replaced by Interstate 55. Quarrying had so reduced the stability of the roadbed, however, that the section of Joliet Road going through the quarry was eventually closed and detoured north and west of the site. Last year, the state of Illinois accepted a multi-million dollar settlement from Vulcan Materials for the undermining of Joliet Road and damages to local governments and enterprises for the loss of business from its closure. Not that many local businesses have actually received any of the money yet. Today, Stinson Airport is remembered by historians, former neighbors, aviation buffs, and the pilots who used it. As for Madcap Mary Farney, if she's remembered at all, it isn't because she was one of a long line of misbehaving celebrities, though she was that, but because her 15 minutes of infamy cost a brave man his life. For the Illinois Geographical Society, this is Maria Artraska.